Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to the Opinions, and this week we're, we're back at Licorice in Sheffield for yeah. uh, a, a rare occasion, we were just saying. It's, just the um, two of us. It's just me and you, that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore, does it? I think you need one of those little songs, just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this week we are going to be um, enjoying a few beers from Vocation, who have kindly sent us quite the care package. Um, and we're going to be chatting branding as well because Vocation themselves do have quite a distinct brand. Go, I think, that, I think with, that's, with that's probably pretty well acknowledged, isn't it? Yeah, but they have a, a very distinctive brand. Yeah. So we, we're starting off. We've got um, their Yakima Pilsner, which is a five point five percent craft. Have you had this before? Oh, okay. I have had it before. I, 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 I would admit. I, I haven't. So I mean, I'm a big fan of the Yakima hop. So let's, let's give it a go. Cheers. I'm quite liking this. It's it's really sweet. Mm. Um, it's almost got sweetness on the nose. Yeah, but it you get a big kind of hop kick from it yeah. as as well. Um, and I can see what maybe they're targeting at here. It's trying to move lager drinkers over to more exciting stuff. Yeah, I can see that. I'm still licking my lips. It's it's really it's got like a sweet stickiness, almost yeah. like a, a, a resinous to it. And five point five percent is probably a little bit higher than a normal pilsner as well. Yeah. I think it's really quite drinkable. It's very drinkable. Now, like I say, I, I have had this one before because it is it's one of the beers that's available in in Tesco's from Vocation. I've never seen it at the moment. I mean, only I think in the bigger Tesco's. They probably could just. Not bothered with the word craft. I, I don't think that was needed. Vocation, brewery, Yakima Pilsner, 5.5% lager. Yeah. Now this is, um, just, just to try and keep it on theme with, with what's going to be the discussion later on in tonight's show where we're, we're going to talk about Ooh, branding. That makes a change for us. I know. It's, uh, keep it on theme. We are going to try and stay on theme okay. this week, mate. Um, it's, this is slightly different from, from the normal vocation branding. It's very well. much different because normally they have the something and something, don't they? And black can. Black can. Very distinctive, bold words. And you can almost picture the can without the words. Yeah. This is not one of those cans. No, no. This is, so this is a slightly different design. Um, and and we, were, we were chatting to, to Ant from Vocation, who's the, the head brewer there. And, and he was saying that they took um, that they took a while to come up with the lager designs because there's three lagers in in the range, um, and they're they're all same brand in different colours. So where this has got like a pink and purple swirl around it, the others have got different colour okay. swirls around them. Um, they said they wanted they wanted a design where people knew it was vocation, but at the same time was very different from their core range because lager's more difficult to brew and it shows faults in a big way. So they wanted to come up with like a nowhere to hide range, which I think in terms of their branding, this is probably a little bit cleaner than, than the other branding that, that they have. Which, it is, but it sits aside from the branding. Yeah. But again, if it's, if it's a range of lagers, then there's no reason why it can't have its own sub-brand within that. 
We'll come on to it. Okay, we we will. We'll revisit it as as the show goes on. But an interesting idea, and also I wasn't aware that Vacation was doing three different lagers. Mm. It's a very easy drink, and like I said, straight away, I love the Hema Hop. It's one of my favourite hops as well. Drinks really well, but unsure about the can. Okay, well, like I say, we'll we'll, we'll come back to that. So... um, in a slight change also from, from what we normally do, we're not really going to um, look back at what we've been up to much. We can look forward. We can look forward. It's like a Doctor Who episode. A little bit, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll actually start off with um, maybe what we did this past weekend because that's going to uh, be coming soon. Hashtag too drunk to care. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we went up to, to Birmingham. Yep. Um, and had we, an absolutely fantastic time. Yeah, we, we were shown around, we were looked after. Let's start off with that. Yeah. Fantastic time. Burning Soul, Wolf, Wellington. Yeah. Looked after, didn't have to really think about anything. Thank you very much to the Midlands Beer Block. Abs- absolutely, and you'll be ha- able to hear the um, results of that over the next couple of weeks yes. because we're going to be putting those out as uh, a two-part Midlands special and there's a couple of pod blasts as well which we, we, we did while I was yeah. over there. Um, definitely worth a visit. Yeah. And definitely worth a listen as, as well yeah. because it's pretty sure from my fairly <laughs> hazy recollection that it's one of these shows where we get increasingly drunk and as time yeah. wears on. And we don't say much to be fair. We don't. I think we have about five minutes total content. Apart from at the end where we were desperately trying to wrap it up, <laughs> they just wouldn't let us stop. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's something to look. So that's the, that's the look back. That's yeah. coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so what are you coming up? What are you doing next, Steve? I'm I'm off to to Stone Berlin tomorrow. So as we're recording this, so this is uh, a Monday recording as usual. It is. We're about half eight in the evening. Yeah. At half eight tomorrow morning. So in 12 hours time, where are you going to be? I'll be landing. In, in Berlin. In Berlin, yeah. To go to Stone Berlin. Yeah, yeah. I've, got to, I've got to be up at three o'clock <laughs> to, tomorrow morning. This and, is the dedication of the man. considering we're only one beer in, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really quite looking Who forward going to with? Um, going with Clayton. Art um, We're going out to pick up uh, Clayton um, invested in some of the collaboration series that Stone have been doing. So the, the original intention was just to go out to arrange to pick those beers up and to get them back to the UK somehow. Um, but we thought while we were there, we'd make most of it and spend the whole day drinking our way through the, they've got something like 72 taps or something. You are so dedicated. I know, to, to the calls. And also gonna be doing some recordings while, while we're out there as well. So hopefully um, we'll get a recording with, we've got a recording lined up with the head brewer uh, at Stone. To, to chat about what they do. Uh, and randomly, uh, as well, um, Logan from Beaver Town's out there tomorrow um, as part of Cantoberfest, which is a, a series of weekly events that Stone are doing during October to celebrate beers in cans. So, yeah, so there's a, there's a Beaver Town takeover. While you're in Stone Berlin. <laughs> in Stone Berlin. So that is random. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll grab a little bit of time with, with Logan as well. For, You'll um, have a fantastic time. Show. The place is just, ama- it's just an amazing space. Yeah, I, can't, I actually can't wait. I'm really excited about it. You will have a fantastic time. So hopefully everything will go well with the travel. Fingers crossed, yeah. Eight hours there? There or thereabouts? I think, I think yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be at Stone for when it opens at midday. 
and I think we've got about eight hours before we need to leave to get back to the airport. Yeah, you'll have a great time. So really looking forward to that. But that's um, that, that's nothing compared to, to what you're up to. You're off to, to the States, aren't you? Yep, I'm off to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, with my son Michael. Um, we've looked around, we've had a few, well, I, I say we've looked around, I've looked around. I've looked around at all the beery destinations. I've emailed people yeah. and said, can I come with my 17 year old son? Is it okay? And they've gone, well, as long as you don't come to the bar. Oh, that's cool. So as long as it's got food. Yeah. And we're at the table, it's fine. You can't come to the bar. We can go to the gun shop next door and he can fight out off, that's fine. <laughs> but can't come to the bar near alcohol. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, I'm ho- hoping to uh, find out a few things. We've got Arizona State Fairs going on, so I think there's a few things going on there as well. So yes, yeah, so hopefully I shall be bragging about on the next show having canned fresh American beers. So, so what what breweries have, have you got lined up for? No idea. Name wise, okay. Got just got a list in my head and on Twitter at the moment. Yeah. Of places that I want to go to, which sound quite good. So just going to see what happens. So that, that first show back is going to be quite the, 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 the chat. That yeah, we'll the be beery catch-up might take yeah. a little while. So here's a warning for you. <laughs> Although actually it might not be the first show back because I think we, we've, we've got another kind of guest episode. For, Have we? Yeah. Which one? Um, this was exactly your reaction on, on Saturday at the end of the recording where I said, do you know what's coming next? And I went, I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty sure the next kind of recording studio show that we do we've got we've got Johnny coming back who we did the show with from the beer channel yeah. a few weeks back but he's coming back with his um, beer merchants hat on this time and he's going to take us through um, a series of UK micro brewed Belgian style beers um, and that's going to tie into uh, a box that they're putting together for us to, to sell on their website so so, so people can buy the box and, and kind of drink along with us. So well. we, me and you are going to do Belgian beers together? Belgium inspired beers? Belgium inspired beers by UK microbreweries. Thought it would be a nice twist on. It is a nice twist. How do you feel about that? I'm, quite, I'm actually quite excited about it. Are you softening your stance about Belgian beers? I, I am. I mean, without giving too much away, one of the beers that we tried at the weekend at Burning Soul was a, a Belgian IPA. Yeah. And how they spoke about how simply they made it, which was to take their core IPA. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? And just replace the yeast. And it changes the beer. Yeah. But I, I'm the same with the Stone Cali Belgique. I love it because it's kind of a... It's a West Coast IPA, but it's just got a Belgian... It's got a little hint through yeah. all the way through, hasn't it? Yeah. So I think, I think maybe that is my entry point into Belgian beers. It's, it, it's trying beers that... So are we going to do a show in Belgium at some point? Maybe. That's as, that's as much as I'm going to commit to it. Okay, I'll go with that. For now. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so it might be the show after that that, that we, we do a bit of a big revisit. A we, big catch-up. May, maybe that show we might not do anything else other than just a catch-up. Just, just a chat. Yeah, yeah, about, about what we've been up to. Because it will be a while. Bear in mind that what we recorded at the weekend will give us two weeks worth of content for people to listen to. We've then got the, the, the Belgian UK week with, with, with Johnny. So it's gonna be four weeks from tonight 
when until we actually sit down yeah, and blimey, strap yourselves in, <laughs> record a normal <laughs> show. So, um, still ploughing through the beer, still still loving it. To be fair, I'm not really ploughing. I'm really quite enjoying this. Mm. It is very sessionable for five point five percent. And now it's settled down a little bit. I've sort of forgot it's a lager. I'm I'm thinking that it's it's getting a bit sweeter. Yeah. And I am wondering how many you'd be able to do before that sweetness became overpowering and, and, and maybe, I don't know if you'd be able to session it. I think if you had every can cold and drank it quite quickly, you'd be fine. Mm. But when it starts to warm up, I think you'd get a little bit too much with the sweetness and the, um, you'd start to feel the body of it. Yeah. But again, you know, thinking where this has been pitched, it's probably at the perfect end of the market in terms of trying to introduce people to something that's not lager, but that is just really tasty beer. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's lovely. It's very drinkable. Mm. I just don't know if you can session it. Yeah, that's, that, that would be my concern. Yeah. You'd maybe have a pint or a can. Like I say, it starts getting, it's, once it starts warming up, that sweetness becomes a little bit difficult to cope with. Yeah. Okay, so while we finish that off, um, it's been a very slow um, news week this week. That's because we're not off air. <laughs> so <laughs> the next three weeks. Yeah, that's it. All the shit's got to hit the fan. It will start tomorrow. Yeah. Well, won't it? It will start like at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> There'll be an announcement of someone would have sold out. Yeah. Or, or, or something. As you're flying. Yeah, and, and that would just go from there. It, or, you, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I mean the only thing that actually did pick up in the news this week uh, and I missed this and, and I only picked I missed it, it up well. because um, somebody uh, released a blog about it and I say somebody because I need to find their, their Twitter feed are you looking right now yeah this um, is how good we are this is one of our regular contributors who we always struggle with their name so it's a drink drank drunk John at drink drank drunk blog um, released a, a, a blog this morning about um, Beaver Towns have announced that they're not doing. Now, is it stingy or stingy? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Beaver Town aren't doing their pumpkin beer. Yes! Anymore. I told you it was shit before. <laughs> and now Beaver Town don't sell it. There must be a reason. It's because it's shit. It's, well, apparently the reason is, is that there was a lot of it left over last year. Because it's shit. I don't know if it's because it's necessarily shit. Shit. It might just be that I, and, and I had a bit of a chat to and throw with John about this this morning, was that I, I said, personally, I think it's, it's a very niche beer in a market that doesn't want it. So I, I don't think the UK... No matter how much the supermarkets and the card shops try, we are never going to embrace Halloween like the US does in, in this country. We're getting there, but it's never going to be the massive thing that it is in the States. Can we ban Halloween? I would love to ban Halloween. Let's fucking start that hashtag <laughs> now. Ban Halloween. Seriously, no, it's, it's rubbish. I, the first, the only time, actually the only time I've drunk it was when Beerbods did their first... Um, Live London, mm. and we had Beaver Town down there. We did three Beaver Town beers, first two beers, fantastic, and then we had this one. I, I prefer to call it Stingy Jack because it's shit taste. Um, and Clayton, 
our esteemed art director who's going away with Steve to Berlin, we both like, we didn't finish it. And this was a free beer. Mm. So we paid for the ticket, free beers like, God, that's awful. It's all the, it's, I don't get pumpkin as a fruit or vegetable, whatever it might be, but in a beer, don't work at all. It's all those spices. Doesn't well, work. It, it is, and this this was part of the discussion that I was having this morning because I, I I said, is this essentially the last of that style of beer oh, now please, in, in, please. in the UK? Because at the time I couldn't really recall any other major UK breweries that would have done a pumpkin style beer. And and John came back to, to say that he he did a quick check on Untapped to find out that there were examples by Thornbridge, Ilkley, Castle Rock and Witchwood, of course, because Witchwood aren't going to miss an opportunity of doing Halloween, of doing a Halloween beer, even though I thought they already had the official beer of Halloween in Hobgoblin. <laughs> um, and, and then he then went on to say that the popularity of untapped check-ins were, there, there were 8,000 check-ins to Brewdog's Pumpkin King, which I can't recall I'm having seen for no. a few years. And I can't recall ever having seen it in the new branding no either so that's maybe not been around and 8,000 isn't actually that much on untapped is it no and then 3,000 for the Beavertown one and then 2,000 for, for the Witchwood one um, so I, I mean it's interesting because I, I just I just think that we've maybe I, I think that the styles may be dead great now brilliant <laughs> I'm really happy about that I couldn't wish for anything better so we can get rid of fireworks, Halloween, proms, happy with all of that. <laughs> all, all of the American imports. Does that mean the beer as well? No. Yeah, we need to be careful there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just found that really interesting. That Again, it was one of these news items that just completely passed me by. I, mean, I did miss it, but it's quite interesting because, again, going back to the beer boards, when we did the beer boards live, they really did trumpet the beer. And um, I didn't get it. And I still don't get it because it just had too much of that fruity spice. Was that was that the first year it was produced? No, I, well I don't think so because um, that was the first time I actually met Justin. Justin Mason, that was the first time I met him was at the Beer Bowls Live. And um, I'm sure he had experienced it before. Probably when he'd met Logan somewhere else. Who knows? Um, just but, Justin's aged those beers though he's been buying them every year and aging them to, to see if they change so I think he's still got does that mean original they're coming, versions of it okay does that mean they're coming to the bottle shed one year well no because it's within the constitution that pumpkin beers and Christmas beers aren't allowed brilliant <laughs> so it's, it's within the, the, the bottle share agreement that that everybody has to sign that they're not they're not allowed to ever bring those beers in blood yeah um, but so, so yeah so um, an, an interesting so that was, that was the only news this week it's all I could find this week that was a very news like week wasn't it I, I know I just um, it, it's, it's just like that sometimes sometimes it's loads of news I mean there's there's still lots of buzz about the um, the impending Fullers and Friends box set literally since that news came out two but, or three weeks ago but that's ago. already um, it's not a mega buzz it's like um, it's like a slow 
even the status quo kind of buzz, isn't it? It's like it's just moving along all the time. Yeah, it hasn't got like the highs and lows, has it? It hasn't, but I think it will. I, th- I think once the Do box is released, when we get closer to Christmas, they get into Waitrose. Yeah, people will start getting a bit more excited about so. it. I think that's when we're going to see people. I, I, I think for a couple of weeks after that box being released, I think you're going to see a lot of it in your Twitter feed. See, I'm not so sure. Just because it's Fulham's. Yeah, but look at who they've collabed with. No, I, I agree with that, but I just don't think there's been that much noise so far. I'm quite surprised it has to be a bit more. Well, we'll see. And only time will, will tell on that one. So, um, before we get on to this week's uh, main chat, let's, let's open another beer. Why not? And why, why not make a massive jump up to a, to a double IPA? Why not? <laughs> why wouldn't you? After 5.5%. Seems to be the only sensible thing to do. So, um, again, from Vocation, um, cheers Ant for sending these down to us to try. Um, this is Smash and Grab, which is their double IPA at 8.5%. On, um, a mo- on a Monday night, why wouldn't you have this? Yeah. In the, um, in the more instantly recognisable Vocation branding. Um, yeah, which is kind of the round, hand-drawn sort of images with the big words smash and grab in, in the middle. Right in the middle. It's yeah. instantly recognisable for me as a vocation beer. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the aroma that's spilling out of that glass. Makes you want to drink this right now. <laughs> it's that, that is incredible. So, sh- shall we say cheers? Cheers. Oh, that's sticky. Oh, sticky and bitter, resinous. Oh, that lets you know it's eight and a half percent though. It does. It does. It's, it's not... It's not got a burn on it. Like no, a, it, it a, lets a, you know there's a, there's a body the, in there. Yeah, the, the body is, is what does it for me. Is It's big and it's thick and it's sticky. Yeah. It's properly sticky. This beer is not letting you get away with it. No. No, this is uh, this, this is going to be a fun one to drink. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, I think we'll enjoy this um, while we get into the, the, the main part of this week's show. Opinions, opinions. Opinions, opinions, opinions. This week we asked, uh, quite simply, is branding important? So, uh, yes or no, 473 votes, a whopping 92% in favour of yes, that that the branding on beer is important. Is that our highest yes? I I think so. I, I think it's... Um, to, to to that extent, yes. Because it was, I mean, this is properly overwhelming, is it? Ninety percent. Yeah, there, there's no question there uh, about it. And we, we did also ask people to um, make comment about who they think is doing it well. And just just rounding it up quickly, it goes without any surprise that the likes of Magic Rock, Northern Monk, Beaver Town, Cloudwater, um, Wild Beer, Wild Weather were mentioned many times. Yellow Belly from Ireland were mentioned yep. a few times as well with their hand-drawn art- artwork. Um, lots of people referencing lots of different breweries in terms of who they think do, do it well. well. Were there any that you thought should have been in there? Um, no, if I'm honest, I think, I, th- I think the two that I expected people to comment on straight away were Magic Rock and Beaver Town. And they're in there? Yeah, because I think in terms of who has set the bar in the UK 
without a doubt, it's 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 those two. I'd agree that I think Beaver Town, Beaver, Beaver Town, were there the way they had their skull astronaut shooting the ray gun. Phenomenal artwork. Mm. It's absolutely bang on every time, and you can spot it. Don't you? you? You see it on the on the fridge shelf. Yeah. Um, Magic Rock. Yeah, you spot the clown. It, it's it's that, but I, I think what Magic Rock have done really well is is they've taken their their, their big lad series, their tall boys, in a completely different direction. Yeah. But it's still it's still recognisable. Instantly recognisable as Magic Rock beer. Yeah, so you still spot yeah. the clown. You still spot the the artwork, the design. It still sits there, doesn't it? I think the only one that, that's been the departure was the recent release of the Bearded Lazy Dessert Edition, which yeah. was just on the black mat. But then when you look at it, you can see the shine yeah. and the images are still in But there. it's not overt, yeah, yeah. as the other ones are. I, I think maybe the one that surprised me that wasn't in there was, was the one that we were talking about the other week, which was Lost and Grounded, who have, have got some incredible artwork yeah. on, on their bottles. But I wonder if that suffered from... People have seen the question and they've instantly full artwork and the first thing that's happened is they've gone cans. When, when I walk into a bottle shop, what cans am I seeing? Okay, so if we, if we, cause we, we do notes, we, we do a bit of preparation. <laughs> so we have uh, Magic Rock, Northern Monk, Beaver Town, Cloudwater, I think Yellow Belly can as well now. Yeah. Wild Weather, these are all cans. Uh, yes, so apart from Wild. Oh no, you said Which wild are, weather. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Mitchell, wild. So these guys all do cans. So as we spoke about before, they have a, a a 360 degree real estate, don't they? They've got more to play with, yeah, yeah. And so there was only other two others that were mentioned there. Uh, Buxton and Wild were the only other two who don't can. Yeah. Now, I love Buxton beers. I'm not sure about Buxton's branding. I'm, I'm, I'm really not there. That their core range is exceptionally traditional in terms of their labels. Yeah. Think about Axage, it's, it's the logo and, yeah. and it's the words. But you love Buxton anyway, so are we? Well, I love Buxton as well, but are we in the best position to judge? Maybe not, but then we, we've had the experience of tasting their beers and, and, and enjoying their beers, and therefore we know. And, and this, this is going to come out in the discussion anyway, because a lot of people have said this, that it's actually about what's on the inside that, that, that counts. Yeah. But so, so Buxton surprised me at, at their inclusion in that list. I wasn't surprised by Wild, because I think Wild Beer have a very, very distinctive brand, which is simply the, the, the reindeer head. Which works really well. Yeah. Dark Bottle, Wild Beer, Red, yellow, whatever, or green with that cucumber yeah. shit they've done before. You see it straight away. It's sometimes it's filled in, sometimes it's just the outline, yeah. sometimes it's a soft outline, sometimes it's a thick outline. 750 bottle wax edge. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that every slight variation of, of the reindeer head is an indication of the style of beer that it is as, as well. Really? Yeah. The last time you pulled that face at me was when I said about Lost and Grounded, and they came back on Twitter to say that I was right. That's right. If, if they come back and say you're right, I'll... <laughs> I'm not sure I can cope twice, though. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so, as, as always, we're, we're really grateful for the amount of people that got involved this week, and a lot of people had a lot to say uh, oh, about a lot, this. Oh, a lot to say. I was, 
again, the vote the votes came in at just under five hundred, which is brilliant in itself. But I think the votes the the comments were really quantifiable, weren't it? There, there was a yeah. lot of really good comments. Yeah. So so let's let's get into some of the comments, and and this is an interesting one because I, I do want to start off with this one. So um, this is from Guy Rains at G Rains. Um, as divisive as they are. Brewdog stand as a prime example of how important a clear brand identity is, at least in a mass market sense. For me, just the naming of Punk IPA is pure genius. The name, the tone of their voice, and everything was a game changer. Now, he's spot on. He is. You say what you like about Brewdog. Spot on. You can't argue with that. They they changed the. Certainly, the craft beer scene, and I'm rolling my eyes as we're, I say we're, it. We're talking ten years now, aren't we? So, yeah. Brew Dog are two, ten years old now. They did. They 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 spotted something that whether it be the label, the name Punk, the bottle top, whatever it was, they knew that there was a brand. These guys knew what it took. Mm. And they nailed it. They did. And it's interesting because I was, when they first released the, the rebrand, I was like, oh, I don't like that. But if you now look at their old stuff, it looks really yeah, tired. It does, doesn't it? And it it's looks quite a con- really, yeah. It's quite a contrast, isn't it? Yeah. When you put them side by side, because I was the same. I was thinking, well, why did you bother? Oh, I was quite happy with that. A couple of years on, you think, oh, actually it's really quite clean now mm. especially the labels on some of their bottles are embossed yeah. as, as well and that, that feel sometimes it's about that texture but as well what you're actually holding in your hand it sticks out yeah in the fridge yeah. somehow it just brings out the wording doesn't it, it brings out the letters mm. so yeah I, I would say guys Ryan I would say they got that quite early on yes they, they, they did and they've adapted and changed with it and even now they, they do have a they have a range of um, seasonal specials that go in sort of artwork cans as, as well. So they don't go into their standard branded sort of images. They've got like hand-drawn images that they do as well. So again, that sets them apart as a brand within a brand almost. Yeah, but even with the brand within a brand, they've got the core. Yeah. So today, at work we had a lunch and they're trying a few new beers and Punk was in there, Punk IPA. And two guys recognised it from the bottom. That's That says it all really, doesn't it? You know, we're 10 years on and they went, oh, we've got Brewdog. Straight Even down to the bottle top. Yeah. People know that little image. And it's a very, very simple image, that dog. But it's very distinctive. Yeah, absolutely. That's so right. I would say that's, a very, very good comment from Guy. So I, I think that's, that's a great point to start us off. And leading out of that, the, the next point's an interesting one as well. So this was something that a few people actually commented on this as well. So, But I'm, I'm going to give credit here to Paul at UNRCD, who, who's a regular contributor to the no, show. who's Paul? <laughs> Don't know who he is. And to another Paul, so Paul Brearley at The Real Bryman, who um, both said something along the lines of... Um, Branding matters, but if there's a lot of beers I'm not aware of, a well-branded can or bottle will make me plump for that one over a dull one. However, branding doesn't need to be flash. 
I like the branding of Brew by Numbers and Kernel, which simple, which is simple but tells you everything you need to know. I think we've spoken about Kernel before, haven't we? Yeah. So let's start with Kernel. I love Kernel branding. I love that simple brown paper bag wrapping. Yeah, it's it's as simple as it comes. So on the front it says the kernel, the beer, the percentage, and on the back it says the hops of where it's brewed. And that's about it. That's pretty much what it says. That's all you need though. And somewhere on the side it says bottles on and when you can drink it by. Yeah. And that's it. But it is completely and utterly distinctive. Hmm? There's no one doing anything like that. No. And um, there's no I'm point. I'm pointing, pointing the on, bottle you had on, on an audio podcast because I did, did have uh, a bottle before we started. Um, and, and yeah, you, and, and actually we had a discussion about yeah. if, Straight if, away. If, if you were new to beer, would you, would you take that off the shelf? Possibly not. Once you'd tried it once, you'd always go for you'd it. You'd always go for it. Yeah. And that's what happened to me last weekend. I had some friends picked up a case of kernel and it went in like five hours hmm. much to my utter dismay <laughs> um, but kernel are a very good example where the branding works people know kernel yeah but again let's go with the other brewery that's mentioned there brew by numbers yeah. again the branding works yeah it's it's simplistic but the branding works in a different way because the numbers yeah everyone looks for the numbers but you still spot the brew by numbers bit because the number can be a very different beer mm. from one to another but you spot the brew by numbers logo the way it's written the typeface again I think it's cute in its simplicity brew but by again, numbers it's, simp- it's simple it comes back to if, if you're new to beer and let's let's put supermarkets to one side because we've we've done the supermarkets thing to death. No, but have we? If you walk into a bottle shop and you're suddenly presented with lots and lots of beer yeah. on, on on the shelf, and all you know is is that you like maybe something that's a little bit hoppy, so maybe you like an IPA or a session IPA, you're suddenly presented with with now what is an absolute array of every colour of the rainbow in front of you. Particularly in terms of the cans, yeah. and and I think in in this day and age, I think people are maybe more likely to gravitate towards towards the cans. That's interesting. Then, so, what would you go for now? Now, what bottle or can or yeah, vessel. So we know your holy trinity is Axe Edge, Cannibal, and Housing. Yeah. So that's your holy trinity: two bottle, one can. But if you were hard to imagine, but say you were new to the scene, would you go for Axe Edge or Housing? Probably not, because they're very traditional branding. Yeah. I, I would be attracted to Cannibal because it's, it's an exciting can. Yeah. Um, but would you then, so if you're attracted to Cannibal, say that was the first one you saw, Yeah. is it possible you then go just for a high wire? Probably because it's you, you're, then brand. you're then into that collected thing, aren't yeah. you? It's like, got to get them all because this is, there's a whole brand here that's got eight different colours with, with the little smiling faces yeah, on it. Exactly. So, are we are we missing out on our the beers missing out because 
Branding's moved on. Maybe, but then I, I think I think the flip, obviously the flip side of that is if 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 you've tried a beer, like again, you know, you walk in here. If you, if you tried a beer from the Colonel, if if I walk into a bottle shop and I see Colonel beers, they would always probably be the first beers that I look at because just to check to make sure there isn't one there that I've not had before. Because you also know and trust them as well. Yeah. And one day hoping that you're going to see those magical words double citra <laughs> again on, on a kernel bottle. Um, but I, I think if, if he was talking blindly, that, then yes, you, you'd probably, I, I would probably be drawn to the colourful cans. Just, just because they stand out more. Yeah. And because they're in the fridge and they're cold. And, so and, I, and this isn't a okay. freshness thing. This is a cold thing for me. Because if I've gone into a bottle shop to get a beer that I'm going to maybe want to drink now or in an hour's time... That beer is already cold, so I've not got to spend time chilling it. So you already, so not only are you thinking about the brandy, you're thinking about the vessel. Yeah, which is a completely di- different yeah. discussion altogether. Maybe we will, we will cover that one off before Christmas, definitively. Seeing as we've put sparklers to bed now, maybe we can, maybe we can do bottles and creamers. Yeah, yeah, we, we've done that. We've changed the world with, with last week's show. <laughs> um, so let, let's have a look at some of these other comments. So Joe Hill at Multiplex ran, and, and this this is a this, is, this was a number of. Tweets. This is like a full text. Yeah, he tweet. he hasn't got the two hundred eighty characters yet. But well, he hasn't got the five hundred sixty either. It feels like it. So uh, he said, "Yet yeah, if something's covered in beards or skulls, and I've never heard of the brewery, I can be pretty sure it's a ropey rebrand or a cash in. But a great branding is just an extension of the values of the beer brewery and its beer." So Colonel and Beavertown are both great. Have to say though, cracking original can bottle artwork from an unknown brewery does make me notice it on the shelf and has led to me buying it. Final point, my favourite branding is the Molen. Instantly recognisable, stylish font and layout and tells me everything I need to know. That's a, that's a lot to take yeah. in there. So, so okay, so if, we, if, we're going, if we're going back to say beards and skulls, basically that's saying I love weird beard Can, no no I think I think actually I think what he's saying there is if if it's too overtly craft tra- yeah then is too it, overtly hipster then is it macro trying to do craft so can do you think you can walk into a supermarket or a bottle shop and pick out macro doing craft not always but a great branding and extension the values of the brew in the beer I think so yes but does that mean there are places which don't do it so well? So, are there some people who do the branding really well, don't do the beer so good? Uh, yes, I, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to sit on the fence on that one. Yes, yes, yeah. there are. Okay. Because you know, I think we've all been we've all been caught out by that in in terms yeah, of definitely. Like I said I, just, I was caught out by it. Demolin, would you spot Demolin? Not when I started, I would now though. Yeah. Because what, what Joe says there is is the Molen, you could probably put them up on the same shelf as Colonel and Brew by Numbers in terms of its sim- the simplicity is is outstanding. Yeah. So a bit of a... Although beer. a lot of it's in Belgium. Oh, no, it's not. It's in Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> it's in some foreign <laughs> language that I can't read. Uh, but... Right. So, because it's got a beige background, windmill. Yeah. That's it. But it sticks out. Yeah. 
and being as far down the rabbit hole as we are, we know that Demolan is a brand that, that you you will buy their beer. Oh yeah, God. If, 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 if I see it, I'll yeah. buy it. Yeah. That's quite simple. But not everyone is that far down the rabbit hole. No. Who will spot a Demolan beer with a windmill on the front, are they? I think, I think we've not set, yet seen that, have we? We've not yet seen uh, a, a macro trying to replicate the simplicity of the likes of the Colonel or De Molen in terms of just going to put a label on it and we're just going to add a few words and it's, going to, it's just going to tell you what it is and the ABV. And it would nail it. Instantly recognisable, stylish font, layout, tell me everything I need to know. I'm not sure De Molen does do that all the time. It's recognisable, the font, I'm not sure it tells you everything you need to know. I would just buy it anyway. You have to search for the ABV, yeah. I think sometimes, and it's difficult to read the ingredients, yeah, because they're in Dutch. But I would buy it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we would. Um, so again, we had lots of people, um, and, and we did. We have already touched on this briefly, in terms of lots of people saying, "Well, actually, it's about what's inside that, yeah. that, that counts," and you know you're focusing on the vessel rather than the product um, so uh, five minutes of Finney at Irish Finney um, branding can only take you so far if your beer is poorly made or you suffer inconsistent quality then your branding can't save you and th this is an interesting one and I do want to dwell on this point in relation to the, the, the brewery that we're drinking this evening yeah okay so we've got the smash and grab tonight, which is the eight and a half percent double IPA. Obviously, Vacation went into Tesco a few years ago. They, they did, and they didn't get. They didn't have a great time. Be the first few weeks before that, they were riding away. Yes, in in the UK of, of being one of the most up and coming um, hoppy beer producers in in the UK, and, and the likes of Life and Death and others that I can't think of right <laughs> now, um, the others from their yeah. core range, were cracking beers. And then they appeared in Tesco's and everyone lost their shit over the fact that they appeared in Tesco's, went out and bought their beers, took them home, drank them, and uh, went, oh, oh. There was questions over, well, the flavour's gone, it's flat, it's lifeless, what's going on? And to their credit, in the last 18 months, they've begun to turn that round again. Yeah. So I very recently took the plunge again and, and bought some more Vocation cans from Tesco's. I think I've got Heart and Soul, which I think is their, 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 their session IPA. And actually the life was back. And I, I, do, I do question, and we haven't spoken to the, the, the brewery about this, and it would be great to have a chat with them. And I know Ant's for doing that, but we up, up for doing that, but we just couldn't arrange it in terms of putting it as part of tonight's show. Um, it would be interesting to see what they went through. What was it a case of the size of the order from Tesco was just too big for them to handle to enable them to get the consistency out? Or, or was it something else? But they have seen be, begun to start to turn it around again, it, it would appear. Yeah, the there's a bit of a few awe, wasn't there? I mean, let's be honest. There's yeah. a lot of backlash about yes, in Tesco, but no, this beer's rubbish. Um, I'm not sure I really experienced it myself enough because I didn't rush out and spy them but I do wonder where 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 it went wrong 
because they must have known there's going to be a volume issue at some point so if you're going to sign up to it you need to know you can do it you've got to be able to produce what Tesco's are asking you yeah to but not only produce what Tesco was asking you to do you can produce any old shit that's fine in quantity but there's a certain amount of people who've tasted it before yeah and you need to set aside them as well because like you say as soon as you knew you went and bought some well, well yeah and other people did you weren't the only one they were they were one of the it's, biggest it's an awful ones. phrase I'm going to use but it's the only one that comes to mind right now they were the craft darlings yes for a while everybody was raving about vocation and rightly so because they're fantastic beers and they appeared in, in Tesco's and, and we the went, craft yes. world lost its shit over it and, and everyone we went, went out and bought them yeah. and, and they, everyone no was problem. massively disappointed yes, exactly and that was a massive black mark on their their checkbook yeah for that have they recovered from it entirely for me no because I haven't bought anything from them. This is my first vacation in a long time. Well, that's how I did. I, 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 was, I was interested when I saw the pills and the range in, in there and while I was buying it, because it was part of an offer, I was like, okay, well, I will give them another go. And actually the beer was, the, the core range was better than, than it, previously, it previously was. Obviously the other stuff we're drinking here tonight, so the smash and grab and the beer that we're gonna drink next as well, that's not part of their core range, these are part of their specials. While we're talking about the beers, the first beer, the branding, mm-hmm. why is it not the same? Well, I know you, I know you explained yeah. it, but I don't get it. I do, I do not get it. I don't either, actually. I, I, I think it stands the, out, it's, and it's striking that it yeah, stands out, but, but it's so made, different. They made such a big play on their branding, their colours, and their so-and-so, and then so-and-so. Yeah. And then they bring out a pill. Why, why change to something else? Right, yeah, if you have an MO, stick with it. Yeah. I can see what, I can see what they've tried to do. They've tried to create a, a sub-brand of the main brand. But why? Which, I don't know because the, the, I, I don't think that the two if, if you put them next to each other I don't spot the two of the same brewery I was going to say are they instantly recognisable no. as the same brewery you've got to eventually looking on the smash and grab can which to be is, honest the vacation you keep it looks cheaper yeah if, if, but if you look at the, the smash and grab which is part of their branding that's got lots of hand drawn yeah. images on it you will eventually find the same logo that's, yes. that's on the lager can. And like you say, so you but it's not instantly recognisable. No, it's not instantly recognisable at all. And so both beers are really good. I'm loving this double IPA. I love the Pilsner, but I would say they're different breweries. Well, let's just based on the, on the let, branding. Let's dwell on the double IPA for a moment because we are almost done with it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's what we both said at the beginning. It's you, you get the mouth feel of it it's there's big flavors in there lots of tropical fruits going on massive tropical fruits i mean fruits. there is a are we going haze or are we going murk on, on I'm, this i'm gonna go with haze i'm going deep haze because i was gonna say heavy haze for a minute yeah because it's not for me it's not it's not murk it's not murk it's not it's not like a tropical juice no i mean obviously i, I can't drink these beers without a bag on my head anyway but it is, it does have a really, really soft finish to it that, that's full of juicy flavours. Yeah. More so now, as we've got through it as well. Yeah. Um, it's really enjoyable. 
actually but like say I, I think you know so often we say oh it doesn't drink it's ABV it doesn't drink it's this one does I think you know you're drinking an 8.5% yeah double this, one, this one is not hiding no it's, and I think that's quite and, and it's wearing it proudly yeah as, I quite like that as, as well yeah. I think a beer should every now and again go yes yes I'm eight and a half percent I'm a double IPA and you'll know it and deal with it yeah, yeah. and just get on with anything it anything else after this is down to you yes absolutely so let's just uh, final few comments then from, from, from this week um, so we had a couple of um, well we had one uh, pub actually get involved in this as well so this is the Gunmakers Arms at Gunmakers Brum so I'm, I'm guessing they're from Birmingham and, and they must have realised we were around and didn't visit them which we're very sorry for um, but we only had so much time yeah, we, we only had a day yeah, and, and they were talking about pump clips and labelling. And so, so they said, pump clips and labelling definitely sells beer. Taste, of course, matters, but sometimes it appears not to if the container is pretty. Which Ooh, I think that's quite interesting. It is, isn't it? So what we're saying is that if it looks nice, the pump clip's nice. So I, th I think we're almost going into a subsection here because... I am very much led, if I go into uh, a, a pub that's got lots of cask beers, lots of pump clips, I instantly avoid any pump clips that look cheap. Right, so what do you do in the outhouse? Because the outhouse is a blackboard. It is, but they do also have yeah, pump clips. but if you're on the wrong side of the bar, it's a blackboard. So if you're on the right hand side of the bar, it's a left hand yes. blackboard left hand side of the bar to right hand side blackboard so what do you do do you if, still look at the pump clips if i'm honest you look at the I, pump clips I, i've started checking untapped before i go to the outhouse to see what they've got on because they're because they're a verified venue they have all their beers on untapped so you can see what they've got on so i'll check that first and then i'll double check once i'm in there i will look at the pump clips up because they do stock a number of beers from breweries that i don't really want to drink so you look at the blackboard last, so you yes. get the branding. Yeah, so, so I'm going for the branding first of all. So when I walked in there the other week and saw those three pump pit next to each other, yeah. the, the, the track, the Thornbridge and the, the Cloudwater. And you and went, Lakes, oh my God, what should I choose first? I was literally like, well, well, those three are getting drunk at some point, where am I starting? But, but yeah, um, I, I'm not always drawn by the pump clips. I, I, it will be probably my first port of call. Like, like I say, you walk into a busy bar that's got a lot of hand pumps, you're going to have a quick look along to see if there's anything there that you may, maybe you recognise. Because for me, I always want to go safe first with cask. And then you start to look at, okay, well, let's go into a little bit more detail. Who's the brewery? And nine, if I'm honest, nine times out of ten, I don't... I, completely ignore any imagery that's on on there I'm looking for the brewery I'm looking for the name of the beer and then I'm looking for the ABV that I've never been drawn in by imagery so the brand is irrelevant to you it is on hand pumps and keg taps to be fair I mean we, we probably both drink in places these days where keg taps you couldn't even notice a pump clip if there was one because they're always on chalkboards true I, I, I do go for the description myself yeah so I will, I will look at the descriptions of the beer the brewery I'll probably go for the brewery first mm -hmm. so the branding might make a difference to me so but if I see I don't know Oakham 
I'll go, okay. What's it's a safe choice, isn't it? I'll probably trust them. Yeah. So I'll go for it anyway. Um, you're rubbish then, aren't you, with branding? No. On pumps and clips. So bottle shops, yes. But in pubs, no. I think less so in pubs, yeah. Because I'm looking for... Uh, and I think a lot of that comes... So you, you're, you're going taps and, cr- and cars, so you want to go for somebody you trust. With cask, I do, yeah. Because I'm still... I, I'm, I'm still massively wary over cask beer. Because if... Certainly if you're in a place that you don't know how they've kept it, then I don't, I don't want to end up ordering a beer that, that tastes crap only to find that I ordered it based on the imagery that was in front of me. So do you think other people do the same? Possibly. I, I, I have to say, and, and I, I suppose to, to, to underline that, is, is that Oakham make great beer. And, you know... Oh, no, fantastic beer. Their branding's fucking awful. It's rubbish. It's terrible that the Oakham branding... Ha- however, I do recognise it. <laughs> you, you do recognise <laughs> it, but it's just terrible. Because I went straight for Oakham Citra on Saturday. But you're going to do that every time though, aren't you? Yeah. Because it's a, because it's a brand that you trust. Yes. And that's, that's, and, and this is where this whole... So is that where... It breaks down into so many yeah. subsections. So we're, what we're talking about sometimes is that it's not so much branding we love, it's sometimes brands we trust, brands we like. I think so, yeah. But I wouldn't ever... Sim- or, 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 I suppose I would never rate a beer purely based on branding. No. If, if the branding has brought me to the beer and the beer is shit, then I might blame the branding for that. I was still scrolling. But I'm also, I'm also a grown man and I've got to take responsibility for my own decisions. Exactly. So, some point. So, so we, have we got any more comments? So just, just, two, just two more. So one, one again from a bottle shop. So this one is, um, this is from Dead Crafty Beer Co. at Dead Crafty Beer. When it comes to packaging, customers buy with their eyes. Our fastest sellers in the fridge tend to be bright, interesting designs. Which I think, I think we covered early on, didn't we? It's about to cans. This, he's talking about cans, isn't he? Yeah, uh, uh, but that's what we're moving towards now, isn't it? Surely, surely half of the breweries who we drink regularly now have their product in cans. Yeah, but we can't all be defined by cans. No, but that's the way the market's moving, isn't it? Oh, I hope not. Really? Yeah. Do not, do not think eventually, well, no, I don't think, I, 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 I don't think we'll ever see a day where we'll see kernel in a can. No, that's not going to happen. But if they did, it would be the best fucking can beer. Ever. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's be a little brown bit around the top. Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> Completely silver can, yeah. brown. No, no. It, see, I, I, I don't think it would work on a can. No, it wouldn't work. It would not work in a can at all. I mean, because the Molan have recently started canning, and I just think it looks terrible. Have they? Yeah. They've started putting some of their beers into cans. And, and in fact, I'm pretty sure that the images I've seen, they've done the cans that are like the, um, the resin cans. No. They're, they're like... What, the two? Like the Red Bull cans. They're, they're tall and thin, rather than any other size. 
Why? I've, I've no idea. Well, is it because they're full? Well, that's the way the market's going. Oh, fucking hell. We need to be on this. Why would you do that? They're such a good brand. Why, why would you muck around the brand? Don't understand that at all. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just that they've... Maybe they've... You know, like so many breweries in, in, in canning lines, they've wanted to see if it, if it makes their beer taste better at the end point when it gets to the consumer. Oh, yeah, but do Mulder know that their beers are good beers? Demolder have fantastic beers in bottles, wooden cask, keg. Why would you fuck around with that? It's a quarter phrase. <laughs> no idea. You, you, you know, we, who knows why, why breweries make the decisions they do. Oh, why didn't they ask us? <laughs> yeah, we would have given them a definitive answer. Yeah, don't okay. do it. Yeah. So I think just one final comment, just just to finish off um, th- th- this week's opinions, um, and uh, this this is actually from Ant at Vocation. So this is at Vocation Ant, who obviously he sent us the beers down tonight. He was aware that we was doing a show about branding, featuring their beers. Um, but I actually think it sums it up quite nicely. He said, "A brand is not just the design of the can; it's about the brewery as a whole." Which I think we began to dig into. <coughs> it in, is in, in terms of the subsections of this discussion. So what 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 am I cracking open now, Steve? This is um, a collaboration between Vocation and Chalton. Now they, they did collab a while back, and we featured it on the show. Yeah. Sour and Death, which, which was I, a sour IPA version. Which I think, there. if I'm incredibly quite quite enjoyed it. Life and Death. Yeah, this is. So this one's called, um, actually don't know what it's called, it's called Sour Smash. See this? And this is a sour double IPA, so it's... Another one and a half percent, brilliant. But still, <laughs> colour-wise, this looks like a vacation beer. Black background, purple writing, and a bit of indication with the, the white. So what, why would you muck around with the... Vacation Brewery, Yakima IPA. Yakima yeah. But even so, it's it's still almost a, a third version of their brand. Yeah. So a, there's a lot of similarities in terms of they've got a, an information box on the side of the can. And again, and, and it was quite forthcoming in terms of, of saying that this is a, a new approach that they're taking to collab beers. So that the focus is going to be the ampersand. But people don't get that. Um, People outside the bubble maybe don't get it. Yeah, we are in a small bubble, that's that's the thing. Yeah, personally, I think Vocation's core brand is very, very distinctive, which is the the, the something and something brand, um, which stands out and each individual label is is hand-drawn in relation to, to things about the beer. But forget about the hand-drawn, you, you get the bit in the middle, special brand. Yeah. That's the bit. And that's what the whole range is. Yeah. As, as well. Something and something. So, and, and you take, again, you take the, the, the breweries that were mentioned earlier, some Magic Rock have got the circus theme yeah. go, going on. Colonel have the plain brown beer, wraparound. Yeah. Beaver Town have always been things that, that they've tried skulls. to Skulls and sci-fi and all the rest of it. Lost and Grounded have got their tapestry thing going on. 
it, it's great to stick to that core. I think why, why wouldn't you? Just to be clear, this is lovely beer. This is delicious. It's not massively sour. No, it's not. Either. A little bit of sweetness on the end. It's, you know what, there's hardly any sourness in that. No, it's more like a board sweet. That's lovely. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this is full on murk this time. Yeah, it that, is murky. That, that's more than Haynes. It is murky. Um, and from what I understand, sour smash is, is literally the smash and grab which we had before, the yeah. double IPA recipe but soured with, with, with Chalton's input to, to it. So um, yeah, 8.5%. It does work. Uh, it, it works very well. Yeah. It's incredibly drinkable. And, and this one does not taste like 8.5%. No. At all. I know, so the 8.5% earlier did. This one doesn't. No. This one doesn't at all. So why we work our way through this? Firstly, I'm gonna say thanks again to everyone that's got involved with the, the opinions discussion this week. It's great that people have so much passion and they want to share that passion with us as well. So, so thank you everyone for getting involved. Um, what are our views on, on this one? What, what, what do you think on branding? I tried to think about it earlier. I'm not really sure where I see it because I, I love certain branding. So I'm going to go back to the kettle. The kettle has a particular style which works all the time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If I'm, at, if I'm outside of the craft beer bubble, would I spot, spot Colonel? I don't think you would. I, I think you would overlook the Colonel. Yeah. Because it, because of its simplicity. It looks a bit untidy at times. Yeah. Especially on a pump clip. And they just do the wraparound bit. It well, they've literally stuck it on the set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably bypass it because I think, oh, you're just being a bit cheap there. Can't be asked. Yeah, but let's, let's go back a few months where we ended up in the craft beer co and we saw a set of tape kernel and we went <laughs> yes and yeah, but that's we smashed we knew that. pints of but that's because we knew about kernel yeah yeah but if you didn't know you maybe wouldn't yeah you wouldn't know yeah. it because it looks a bit tidy it looks a bit untidy doesn't it it looks a bit loose a little bit haphazard it doesn't certainly their early bottles when it was all hand printed as yeah. well was smudged and you could See, barely read some of the words I think vocation smash and grab Looks fantastic. The other two do not smack a vacation. I don't know why they would change it around. Well, I think maybe we can we can give them that on the collab because it's it's a collab series. It's got the colours. It's got the colours. Yeah. The it's, kept, it's kept the original colours yeah. of the, 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 the beer. No, no. Yeah. I can I can see that. So where do you sit? So all right. Put it another way. I'll go back to the axe edge. Mm. Now, day one, craft beer, would you go for Axe Edge? What if I was walking into the shop? So, come into. Unaware of. Well, we're, we're in the shop. We're in the back of the shop, yeah. Licorice. You come into here, you see Licorice as a off license, you come in here, you see Axe Edge, would you go for it? Probably not. Because it's. It looks like a. It looks like a very traditional brand. And, and I, I know Buxton are beginning to move some of their brands to kind of some of this more landscape, hand-drawn theme for, for, for some of their images. 
but no, I wouldn't. If, if I was if I was walking in here fresh now, I would I would pass Axe Edge by without knowing of the amazingness that I just yeah. let go past. Which a lot of the comments we had today was about the beer inside, wasn't it? Yeah, but but you're but, gonna bypass the beer inside because the brand on the outside look, doesn't look great. Yeah. yeah. So we're visual. And, and that's the thing. So, so, certainly in terms of where, again, trying not to use air quotations, but where craft beer is now, it's available in so many outlets and it's available to so many people. You've got to draw people in. You've got to draw new drinkers in on that first impression. Well, presumably, if you want to. Let's assume you want to draw people in. Then yeah, access is not going to draw you in. No, it's not. But uh, in fact, no Buxton beer is going to draw you in. And equally, neither is any Thornbridge beer. Yeah, true. No, no matter how great the product is inside, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be like, yeah. oh, there's a nice shiny can over here. What's in this? Yeah. And and I think I think so. We go we we go back to the visual. We, we do, and we go back to the visual, but we also go back, and, and, and this could take us deeper into this discussion, which is probably where we don't want to go right now, but in, in terms of the, the UK's history of drinking beer. So... It's visual. Canned beer has always been cold, fizzy beer. Oh, going back a step before that. So we used to drink out of tankards. Yeah. Which were... You couldn't see through. And then we started going glasses and then we can see clear cold beer and then we we have stuck with that yeah we need clear cold beer and you need to move away from it. I, th- I, th- I think we do um, and I think as as we try to draw people into let, let, let's call it tasty beer let's not call it craft beer and I'm, I'm very much coining the phrase that um, I know Roland uses a lot on Stephen Roland's beer podcast. He's always talking about tasty beer. That's that's essentially what we're talking about. And I think that's a great word to substitute for craft. Tasted. Yeah, it's it's not craft beer. It's just tasty beer that we're we're, we're drinking. Um, as we try to bring people over to that, yes, I, th- I think branding and, and and what your product looks like has to be the first thing. Yeah. Because it's got to stand out on the shelf. That's the first thing you see. And it's got to stand out in an overwhelmingly more and more busy shelf as well because there are more products appearing on that shelf and there are more brands and you know if you go in for the first time you're not going to know where to go True. With, with it so we we would miss out on beers we would miss out on beers we would absolutely miss out on beers because their branding aren't shiny yeah because they don't draw you in yeah I'm not sure that we've really come to a conclusion there, but no. as always, it's been great having the discussion. So, while we continue to enjoy what is an incredibly tasty beer, I've got to say. Yeah, I'm loving this. It's, and it's... Very sweet. I'm, I'm, as a sour beer, I am loving this. Not often you're going to hear seasons. And I'm so to say that as, as, as well. Um, let's have a, 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 a little look at what our listeners have been saying this week. Let us know, write it down. Let us know, write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. 
So first of all, thank you to everyone for their comments about last week's show. I, I think we've actually educa- educationalized. Is, is that a word? Educated. No, not That's sure it's a word, but I've loved the feedback. Yeah. Seriously, this this we loved recording that show. It was brilliant. It was a great evening. Yeah. And me and Steve sat upstairs just fairly much listening. We learned a lot as yeah. well while we were there. Yeah. And that's the second time we've sat through that. Yeah. As, as, as well. So we did, we did it a couple of months ago and we thought, oh, this will work in a proper show. And we did it. And we learned a lot even the second time round. And we, we loved it. But what we also loved is people coming back to us saying, they love what we've spoken about. Mm. Yeah, so it, it might be that, um, I don't know how much more education we can do uh, around. Limited. It's uh, us. Fair, fairly limited, but we enjoyed doing it and, and yeah. we're, we're really grateful for all the feedback. Um, the other thing, as, as always, Paul at UNRCD has got his sort of question of the week. I'm almost feeling a new segment coming on here. <laughs> Um, Paul's question. Paul's question. Uh, this week is: uh, Do you think there is a significant difference in the taste, smell of beers in different types of glassware? And what's your favourite? Oh, for fuck's sake! Can I go? Yes. Okay. I am a glassware wanker. I'm. I'm going to admit that I've got a, a glass for every style of beer. I don't think any of them do anything different to any of the beers. Apart from, I have a massive brandy glass that was my dad's, and I, I bought it for my dad for his his fortieth birthday. Um, my my dad always used to complain about having a toothache every evening and had to have a, a little bit of brandy to soothe the toothache. So I bought him this massive. Of course brandy. he did. Bought him this massive brandy glass and got it engraved that said Dad's toothache soother. Um, when, when he passed, my mum kept the glass, and when, when my mum passed, I took the glass. And I started pouring impy stouts into this glass. And I think it gives the beer so much more to it because it captures all the aroma. It's got this whole bowl bottom to it, and then it's got a tiny little top. And you catch all that aroma in there and you sit there kind of like a brandy ponce swirling it around and so is it because you're a brandy ponce no i think it's that is the only glass that, that i think changes the aroma and feel of a beer for me so what you're saying is a brandy glass ippy style or a snifter a brandy glass or a snifter yeah and, and i've got the 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 um the impy or the stout glass that's part of the Spiegelau set and it does fuck all for the beer the only thing it's good for is pouring left hand milk stout nitro into it to see it bubble up as it should do um, I, and like I said I've got lots of glasses and I don't think any of them make a blind bit of difference to the beer apart from an empty stout in a brandy glass you heard it here let us know what you think <laughs> have you not got a view then on, no. on, on, on this no. It's glassware, isn't it? I've no at, idea. At, at, at the end of the day. So, so yeah, and as always, get involved um, with this week's show or, or any of our shows. You use the hashtag opinions, we'll find you and we'll feature you on, on the show. So, final thoughts on the 
Collaboration? Yeah, double smash. Loving Sour it. smash. Sour smash up. Actually loving it. I, I'm loving it as well. It's not overly sour, but it's got this really sweet zingy finish finish to it. The sweet zingy finish is lovely. Yeah. It makes you want to come back for a bit more. Absolutely. And you don't get, even though the, the look of it is murky as all hell. It is murky. That's you don't honest. get that thickness in the mouth. You don't no. get that juiciness in the mouth. It's, it's just incredible. It's drinkable. got a real bitter finish. It's just so drinkable. The bitter finish is lovely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. So let's I'll just once again thank Vocation for, for sending the beers down. Thanks to Anne, who's, who's the head, head brewer up there. He sent us a lot of beers down. We couldn't possibly feature them all on, on, on the show. Um, so, so we're really grateful for that. Um, yeah, they've been a, a good selection. Um, and although they're on brand in terms of the colours, they are kind of subsections of a subsection of a yeah. brand. I would, I would question the branding. Yeah, I, I, I would do, actually. Anyway, next week, we've already spoke about what's happening next week. You have no idea as no. well. So, 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 so next as week... As always, I have no idea. <laughs> Steve <laughs> just tells me what we're doing. So, so next week will be part one of our Midlands special. Um, week after that will be part two. Oh, shocker. <laughs> Shock. And, and, and then we will be back uh, in three weeks' time. Sort of Ooh. live recording, doing the, the Belgian, UK Belgian micro brew beers. Oh, is that what we're doing? That, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spoke about it at the beginning. Every now and again, I get told what we're doing. <laughs> you always get told what you're doing. Cheers, mate. <laughs>